0: At Didn't I Just Feed You,
1: we pride ourselves on being in no judgment zone and making sure to offer helpful tips, easy
0: recipes, and tasty food products no matter how you cook or what you eat. So if you're on a low carb diet like Stacy, we're here to help. We don't care if it's because you're keto, it feels better, and anything in between. We just want you to feel great and eat delicious things.
1: That's why we're happy to bring you Breyer's Carb CarbSmart, a line of frozen treats that's three to five grams net carbs and just 150 calories or less per serving.
0: We know that a low carb count matters to some of you, and we've got you covered. And for everyone else, like me, for whom it doesn't matter, I'm happy to report that Briars CarbSmart is delicious. And I know my frozen treats, guys.
1: This summer, treat yourself to Briar's CarbSmart in flavors including chocolate-covered almond, mint fudge, caramel swirl, and more. We made it easy for you with an exclusive coupon for our listeners. Visit Briars.com backslash didn't I just feed you.
0: Because everyone should eat treats.
1: Thing to keep in mind with a marinade is to keep the acid level in your marinade fairly low so that it doesn't start to degrade the meat before you've put it on the heat welcome to didn't i just
0: feed you a podcast about feeding kids hi i'm stacy and this is Megan. Welcome to this week's episode of Didn't I Just Feed You, where we're gonna talk about chicken, chicken, chicken on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you did. I was well. I had a couple
1: things things during the ride. You were like, okay, before she hit record, guys, she's like, okay, you kick us off, and then she was like, and oh, now this week's episode is about. And then I was like, okay, so she's doing the intro, and then I thought you were gonna say grilled chicken, and then you went chicken. Chicken, chicken, and I was like on the edge of my seat. Anyway, um, that just was I was wasted a whole lot of time. I trying to make sure
0: everyone was on the edge of their seat because <laughs> you did it. they may remember that we've already talked about chicken, 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 as in winner, winner, chicken dinner, your book. We talked about buying chicken specifically, but we did also promise there would be more chicken episodes down yes, the pike. And here we also talked are. about grilling. Not yeah, just chicken. We have a whole episode grilling 101 for busy families yes we do i feel like it's worth mentioning before we get too deep into chicken that we want you to subscribe wherever you're listening and if you find yourself with an extra minute leave us a reading and a review too because they really help busy cooks like you find us and that's our whole goal it is our whole goal all right let's jump in Megan because we're all business we are all business we are here you to help. are a chicken expert I'm, I'm the am chicken a chicken lady Megan. expert. And so we're just going to make mealtime magic happen. We right are. I, don't <laughs> we do that every week, though? Let's be honest. Let's be uh, there's humble. an occasional week where we're just petty <laughs> for whatever that's worth. And then also Ugh. occasionally we have other experts who come in and we just get to elevate them. Right. Yes. And you know what? They elevate us. It's true.
1: They elevate us and teach and we learn. All right. But chicken and grilling, that's us. That's our real house collectively. Let's, there's a lot to dive in here. Uh, let's talk about cuts.
0: Okay. And let's talk about brine, sauces, rubs, and marinades. Like, I think that's going to get us really far. I'm here for it. You just, I'll just mute my mic and you just take the reins here, my friend. Okay. So. <laughs> Cuts is pretty easy. For me, this doesn't,
1: you know, having written an entire
0: cookbook about chicken called Winter Winner
1: Chicken Dinner, 50 Winning Ways to Cook It Up, you really start to embrace every cut. And of course, some cuts are better for certain things than others. But I actually really like boneless, skinless chicken breasts on the grill i think that's a
0: good way I to cook feel them. surprised
1: well, that no, you're listen. getting
0: behind i i, I, yeah. lo- I love this Let- yeah, yeah so, i'm listening it's not
1: it, i started i don't know if i was clear that's not my favorite thing but if i have them that's your grilling, grilling is my favorite way to yes. cook them i think it's one of the best ways to make use Okay. Of them, and they are so popular. So I want to talk about that because I also have a marinade that makes them so amazing. You're gonna die, even though it's boneless, skinless chicken breast. <laughs> um, thighs <laughs> are great. Uh, bone and skin on pieces are great. You get That's the my nice favorite. crispy skin. Like yes. a bone in skin on thigh is amazing. Tons of flavor bone-in, juicy, crispy skin. You can't beat it. Although I have to tell you that recently, with the onset of this grilling season, which is my first after having written the book, last grilling season, I was working on the book, so I was still very much experimenting in all different ways. Putting an entire spatchcocked bird on the grill is my number one favorite way to do it right now.
0: I can't wait to talk about this because I was recently... Giving shade to beer can chicken and like that it's (laughs) that it's a lie perpetuated by food writers that it's like like a a good thing to do, and I'm with you. I think if you want to grill a whole chicken, spatchcock is the way. Uh, The hundred percent. Can we please talk about
1: the beer can chicken? That to me feels like a gimmick that people are like, oh, it makes it easier to do a whole bird, like. I don't know. I don't know why it took off. It's like the combination of like perceived ease plus something fun and different, but it's caught fire and I'm with you. Like, I don't see the point. I have to
0: fully admit that there is a beer canned chicken recipe that I wrote on Kitchen. So I do have like some experience with making beer canned chicken and it's weirdly like a large search engine optimization or SEO phrase, like people are searching for it. And the one thing about it is like, yes, it's such a novelty. Supposedly, if you do it right, you end up with sort of like a rotisserie chicken in texture, like it steams from the inside and you have like lovely texture and like lots of flavor from the grill. But in truth, it's so precarious on the grill. You're taking a four to five pound chicken. You're shoving a beer can, which is not like not really that stable to begin with, up its rump. <laughs> 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 and you're setting it on grill grates, like just all that considered, right? Like all of that is precarious. The likelihood that your beer can chicken is going to fall over on the grill is very, very high. And if it doesn't, the best case scenario is that, like, the beer is too cold and it doesn't really steam, so you kind of just end up with the chicken that, like, got sweaty on the inside and it still just takes forever to cook. And then you have, like, dry chicken and you wasted a beer on Uh, top of
1: all of that. So So. I want to talk about this also very quickly, because we're going to get back to grilling in the context of roasting a chicken, because that's the other thing to me that in my book, you'll see that I really feel strongly that when you roast a chicken, you do not need to tie it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm -hmm. But you should like cut up either like quarter or shallot a lemon, lime, depending on what your flavoring is around like, you know, on the skin. Like if you're doing like cilantro and butter and jalapeno on the rub, like you're mixing that into the butter and you're putting that on the skin itself and in between the skin and the meat. Then on the inside, quarter a lime, half a jalapeno, get some like stems instead of throwing those cilantro stems out and stuff the chicken with it. Because what you do is you like their heat isn't going to release out of it. It creates moisture. It infuses with flavor. And again, like your point about the beer being too cold, like it is a little bit of a science. If you want that like exact evaporation of liquid from the beer, everything matters. And now all of a sudden it's fussy. You can get a similar result by stuffing your chicken and throwing it in the oven and not worrying about it like tipping over or catching fire or... (laughs) Like, yes, all this other crazy stuff.
0: So I will say the recipe that I wrote on kitchen includes like putting a metal 13 by 9 pan under it. So if your chicken does fall over, you're not wasting anything. And it starts with a beer that you get to drink half of and the other half is in the chicken. So it's like you're there's more time temperature for it to get the beer to get warm and to steam in a good way. So you can be beer canned chicken and it can be good. But I just honestly like if I'm c- cooking at home and it's not for a recipe for work, like I'm going to spatchcock it or I'm just going to grill pieces because I also feel strongly to your point of like, you like the bread, like you like bone, the skinless breast on the grill, but then you also like the crispiness and the fat and flavor of a thigh or a drumstick. I feel like anytime I'm going to bother to heat up the grill and cook chicken, I want to like cook as much chicken as I possibly can because I'm going to have like two zones of grilling, direct heat and indirect heat, so that I can like move those pieces around for their particular needs. And then I also have like super flavorful leftovers to turn into other meals. And I only dirtied yes. the grill and cleaned at one time.
1: So yes, yes, yes. There's so much to endorse there. One is that um, part of why I like boneless, skinless chicken breasts on the grill is that's usually when I'm gonna like use the chicken to top a salad. Or cut it up and put it into like grilled chicken tacos. Like if I'm just eating chicken, I'm here for the bone and skin on pieces. Like I think that's what's best. But yes, leftovers. I mean, having grilled, juicy grilled chicken like in your fridge is a lifesaver. It makes like a quick dinner another night. It makes a quick lunch. We just have to talk about how to make sure it stays juicy. So yes. that's important. So I
0: want all of your secrets because you, prom- you promised us a juicy marinade or not a juicy marinade, but a rub. Cause I know yeah. you have mixed feelings about marinades. We talked about that a little bit in our grilling episode. So okay, what is so the secret? Here's what I'm going to say about marinades. Okay. I
1: actually think that I have mixed feelings about wet brine versus dry brine. I do feel like a wet brine actually can make your skin waterlogged <laughs> and make it harder to crisp, even though they're very popular. I think a wet brine is really best. Like, and I'm talking a true brine, like the salt in the water, not yes. a marinade. So you're not worried about with a true brine, you're not really thinking about flavor as much as you are texture. It's great for a Thanksgiving turkey, for example, because a turkey can be, it's so big, it can be difficult to cook evenly. You're cooking 5,000 other things. The likelihood that you're going to slightly overcook it is much higher and a brine is going to basically steep the meat in water, and it's going to absorb some of that water. And that's going to say help it stay juicy, even if you overcook it a little bit. And you can mitigate the wet skin factor by just patting it down a whole bunch. So that's my opinion on the brines. It's not the most popular. Marinades are a little bit different because you're actually using flavor, like you're infusing the meat with flavor as well. I like a dry rub because you get flavor on the meat just like you would with a marinade, but it's a lot less work. You just rub a spice rub on it. But you can't do that for everything. Like honey mustard, those are wet ingredients. Um, You want chipotle flavor. You can get chipotle powder, but if you have a can of chipotles and adobo and you want to do like, I have an orange chipotle marinade in the cookbook. Like those are wet ingredients. You're going to turn those into a marinade. The thing to keep in mind with a marinade is to... Keep the acid level in your marinade fairly low so that it doesn't start to degrade the meat before you've put it on the heat because the higher the acid content, it starts to break down the proteins in the raw meat and then that's gonna mess with your texture. So you can either keep the acid level really low in your marinade, especially if you're gonna marinate it for a very long time, three, four hours up to overnight. Or you can even eliminate the citrus altogether, the acid, maybe it's a vinegar. Eliminate the acid altogether. Save some of the marinade minus the acid for basting and add the acid back into that reserved marinade right before you baste it. And that way you get that citrus flavor, but the meat hasn't been sitting for hours in a citrus that's gonna degrade the protein and break down the
0: meat. That's pretty brilliant. Can I ask just a quick clarifying question? Sure. You mentioned like wet brines versus dry brines and then also dry rubs. What is the distinction between a dry rub and a dry brine? Or is there any?
1: Yeah. So brine is really just about salt. Right. And that's about like crisping the skin. It's about keeping the meat moist. Whereas a rub is going to be a spice blend. That's more about flavor. And then you can combine the two like you know if you haven't if you dry brine something you're rubbing it with salt and then you can also add the other stuff but then you're also letting it sit a while and that is going to actually impact the texture of the meat just a straight rub is going to be a spice blend that you're going to rub on and you can cook it right away you're not like using the salt in that scientific way to impact the texture of the meat does that make any sense It. i got it I love the, the distinction. So I'm glad you brought it up, Megan. We didn't even cue that up. That's brilliant. We're such a team. Because my absolute <laughs> favorite marinade is one that is a combination of the two.
0: Okay. So in wet form. Okay. okay? And this is the secret right now. This is the secret. Always juicy
1: chicken breast. Always juicy and so flavorful. I use a half cup of acid, usually a citrus. This is really excellent with lemon juice and lime juice. Okay. Okay? That's a lot, a half cup. Like for lemons, that's about like H-U-C lemons. You know how I feel about using, as long as it doesn't have preservatives, the like squeezy of- Yeah, bottled
0: lemon juice all day. Let's do it. Let's do it.
1: Okay. Then we're going to do a quarter cup of olive oil or a neutral oil, depending. If I do this with lime, I often use a neutral oil. Okay. And then a quarter cup of water along with a whole tablespoon of fine sea salt. Okay, so that's a lot of salt, a lot of citrus. What does this mean given everything I've told you so far? Since there's so much citrus, first of all, we're only gonna marinate this for like 20 to 60 minutes. Okay. We're not gonna we let do it that. sit. We we're can do that. We're not gonna let it right. Then we've used a whole that quarter cup of water plus tablespoon of fine sea salt, those two elements, that's basically your brine, okay? okay? That's where we're thinking about like making sure that the boneless, skinless chicken meat really like gets, absorbs some of that water, the salt does its thing. And to that brine, we've added all that lemon juice and a little bit of olive oil that's going to help cooking along. That's it now. If you want to go Greek style, you add a tablespoon of dried oregano. If you want to do something more like Tex-Mex, you can add, you know, two or three tablespoons of fresh chopped cilantro, whatever. You can add a teaspoon of lemon zest if you want really like extra lemony
0: punch, lime zest, orange, chipotle powder, whatever it is. So Stacey, I just want to ask a quick question, which is you've talked about like lemon juice and lime juice as ways to flavor this marinade is there any way like let's say i want to sort of make like an italian flavored and i want to use red wine vinegar what would you suggest for that obviously i'm going to use like dried rosemary and like maybe even just italian mix to flavor it but what about the the acid part of this marinade? yeah that's beautiful i personally
1: i like lemon as a base and i also like combining red wine vinegar with lemon but you know it's that half cup it's that half cup of acid so it's a half cup acid quarter cup water quarter cup oil one tablespoon fine sea salt and And then then from there you can kind of yep any other flavors that you want then you would add some like you know dried italian herbs maybe a little fresh garlic
0: You get the same effect
1: because then what you have is you have the brine doing its work on the texture, the salt doing its thing, the water doing its thing, helping protect the texture while you grill it so it doesn't get overcooked, especially if you're dealing with boneless, skinless chicken breasts. And then you have that high level of acid that we didn't let it sit in too long, but plenty of time to infuse that meat with tons of flavor. And you know how sometimes grilled chicken the next day when you do a whole bunch like we were talking about earlier and then you put it in the fridge and the next day it tastes pretty bland? Yeah. This will not happen with this. It will have like
0: a nice, like strong, acidy, delicious flavor. I'm trying it. Like this weekend I'm going to try it. And you know where I'm going to grab my dry spices and my red wine vinegar? Tell from me. This, from our friends and one of this week's sponsors, Thrive Market. You
1: guys, I am so excited to talk to you about our latest sponsor, Thrive Market. Our podcast name, Didn't I Just Feed You?, comes from saying those exact words to our kids over and over, mostly about snack time. And Thrive Market has been my longtime not-so-secret source for keeping up with all the snacking while also keeping it healthier.
0: Stacy, your epic Thrive Market snack hauls are what made me a customer. Although, you know me, I was really sold once I realized that membership meant 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices and that orders $49 and over ship for free.
1: Right? I mean, anyone who's feeding a family will absolutely save money and not just on snacks. Thrive Market is a fantastic source of all organic and non-GMO foods, clean beauty and non-toxic home products, plus ethical meat, sustainable seafood, Clean wine, hello, Hello.
0: (laughs) and more. Also for us, it's no small deal that Thrive Market does as much good in the world as it does for its customers. They've always delivered with carbon neutral shipping from zero waste warehouses, and they've continued that while also maintaining fair practices for their warehouse team.
1: And did you know that Thrive also has a one-for-one membership matching program where every paid membership sponsors a free one for a low-income family? And they even have started a Thrive Market COVID-19 Relief Fund that has raised over $500,000 so far to provide grocery stipends to families facing hardships due to COVID-19.
0: All that, and they provide a direct line to our snack pantries, which is pretty much the most helpful thing anybody can do for parents right now.
1: Since we want every listener to get in on all the goodness, we've got a special offer. Go to thrivemarket.com backslash didn't I just feed you and choose from whichever membership works best for you. They offer one and 12 month options. Once you do, you'll automatically get $20 shopping credit on your
0: first order. And hey, if you join our listeners group on Facebook, we'll also have Thrive Market goodies for you there too. But first visit thrivemarket.com backslash didn't I just feed you to start saving today. This week's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Breyer's Ice Cream, America's number one ice cream brand.
1: Breyer's Carb Smart offers food lovers like me on a low-carb diet, a line of sweets with three to five grams net carbs per serving in flavors like chocolate-covered almond, vanilla, peanut butter, and caramel swirl. They are the perfect way to get my frozen treat fix, except for the fact that they're so good my kids keep stealing my stash.
0: To get an exclusive discount on your next purchase, visit briars.com backslash didn't I just feed you. Before the ad break, Stacey, we were talking about your always juicy marinade, which is what I will now forever call it. (laughs) Always juicy t-shirts. We promised like a thousand t-shirts by way. We'd have like a whole fashion line. I wish someone would make a a running list of like all the (laughs) things that we were like, that should be a t-shirt. That's her next product Uh, that we never have made yet. That we haven't made yet you guys. Okay. And we talked a little bit about dry rubs and dry brines. What are your feelings, thoughts, tips on sauce? Because I got to tell you, I love like a barbecued chicken where the sauce gets sort of like caramelized and burnished and it's like crispy and almost blackened from the grill. Totally.
1: So, you know, one of the things that you can do is Dry rub it. This is my preferred method. You know, there's like people have written entire books on grilling, and then huge chapters on chicken and all the proteins. Yes, but I think the best way to go for that personally is a dry rub, right? That includes like a dry brine, basically, so a higher content of salts to really work on that texture and let it sit on the meat for a while at room temperature. You know, up to like an hour or so, but add sugar too because sugar is where you're going to get that caramelization mm. that is the difference and even if you do a wet brine with chicken and you're just doing the like salt and water and you're thinking about texture and you're going to baste it later with your favorite barbecue sauce add sugar to that brine because you're just making it easier for that caramelization those grill marks all that goodness and then throw it on the grill and while you're grilling
0: baste with your favorite barbecue sauce. Yes, I love to. How add do you it do? It? End. That's what I was gonna say. Sometimes, if I am cooking chicken pieces, I haven't yet done this with a whole spatchcock chicken, so I might have to report back. But usually, like I like to add a little bit of the barbecue sauce before I grill, like a very small amount, because I think that helps like season it. And this is if I'm using the barbecue in in place of a brine or in addition to a dry brine. And then I like to get like really heavy handed at the end when you're sort of like crisping the skin. But the chicken's already cooked through because like opening up your grill and basting something on that's like cool or room temperature slows down the cooking. And so that's why I like to get it to a good internal temperature before I start basting. And then you can like put it over direct heat and baste and get like basically that barbecue shellac that everyone loves yes, in just a so few minutes good. on the grill. Instead of having, if you put it on early, you have to worry about it burning. And if you're basing like too soon into it, then you worry about it cooling. So I'm definitely a big fan of sauces at the end of grilling.
1: Yeah. And it just makes, it's like seasoning, you know, your steak with salt and pepper first. But yes. with chicken especially, chicken really benefits from having a little time to sit with that salt, again, I like a little bit of the sugar in there too, if you're grilling in particular to caramelize it and then like any like rub so that the meat itself, especially if you have skin on pieces, you know and you're not gonna be diligent about like really getting in there and rubbing between the meat and the skin, yeah, you know, rub that on and then baste at the end. I mean, it's the same for wings, right, yes. so like one of my favorite thing to do with wings that's super easy, I included in the book peachy sriracha wings. And it's basically sriracha, just a tiny bit of oil to help like lubricate things and move things along, but then a whole cup of peach jam or preserves. And that's where you're going to get that like sugar content. You know, it's not just for that sweet and savory balance of flavor. It's also for that great caramelization. There's also some fish salt, fish sauce and salt in there. And that does the work of salt, fish
0: sauce. My mind is over. I'm the little mind explo- exploding emoji right now. <laughs> Because I was thinking about how much I love lemon pepper wings Ooh, and I thought that's yeah. what you we were doing. But as soon as you said peach preserves, I thought of our friend Ashley at Trade Street Jams. Yes. And she has this this smoked peach jam, which is like low sugar anyway, so it's not gonna burn in a bad way on the grill. But that was some sriracha Ridiculous. And so, so Ridiculous, good.
1: right? So like a cup of jam or preserves, you know, just two tablespoons of sriracha. You're not going to get a ton of heat. You can always add more at the end for basing if you want that heat, like a tablespoon of oil, teaspoon of fish sauce, you know, sprinkle ahead of time with like a half teaspoon of salt. You can do a little like rice wine vinegar in there too, just to give it a little like tang and balance the sweet and the
0: spicy. Ah, oh, so good. I want to throw out one more saucing tip that I'm just remembering from this like barbecue chicken recipe in the oven that I did for kitchen, which we'll link to in case you don't have a grill and you still want that same appeal. And I think this is also a really great tip if you are maybe like grilling vegetables or you're grilling tofu instead of chicken, because we can't forget that we do have a few listeners who are vegan or people who are experimenting with plant based diets, if you want that sort of like long cooked sauce texture, you know, when it gets really sticky and crackled, you can actually like take your barbecue sauce, your store bought or homemade and concentrate it or cook it down on the stovetop so it gets really thick and really jammy before you ever put whatever you're cooking on the grill and it, it's like you're shortcutting cutting that, that long slow cooking of really good barbecue chicken yeah <laughs> who doesn't love a good shortcut
1: all right we cannot
0: not talk about burgers Okay. Oh, chicken burgers, chicken burgers. Uh, Stacey, I was like, where she go? Where's she going to go? We I, can't, right? I, this burgers was an, burgers an unexpected like plot twist. Plot twist. <laughs> because we talked about chicken burgers a little bit in our recent ground meat episode, we did. I didn't even think about it for the grill. Yeah, Give it to me, Stacey. So, what do I need I to know about i myself. Grill. So if you guys listened to that
1: episode, like here's a little like refresher. But if you haven't, this is a tease, <laughs> go back and listen <laughs> to ground meat, obviously. Yes. Um, but I, you know, it is ideal to use ground dark meat chicken if you can, or a combination, if whatever reason that feels better to you. But if you're only gonna use white meat, ground white meat, I'd really like for you to consider, if you eat meat, I'm gonna assume you eat dairy, but that's not always, always the case. So if you do eat dairy to add grated cheese into the burger instead of just putting a slice of cheese on top for a chicken for a chicken cheeseburger that will give extra moisture because what ground white meat chicken is so lean and in fact for every pound and a half of ground chicken i also add about a tablespoon of a neutral oil as well as the cheese but if you don't eat cheese and you want to eliminate that the oil will help this along it helps bind the burger together it also helps keep it juicy and guys
0: season 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 yeah you mentioned in the ground meat episode that you actually like to make sure that you're flavoring the ground chicken when you're adding the cheese and the oil to like if you're going to add herbs as a flavorant or you're going to add a little bit of sauce to make like barbecue chicken burgers, you would add that that like tablespoon of sauce or smoked paprika or whatever it is right into the the burger meat before you shape the patties. Right. Yeah.
1: Because ground white meat chicken is basically boneless chicken breast <laughs> ground up. And, you know, it's not like what it's great for is absorbing flavor, being a canvas for flavors. Now, I will say, like, you want to think about flavoring. This is really in all your cooking, not just for chicken, but flavoring in layers. So you're going to flavor the ground meat before you cook it. Then you're going to get the burgers in the grill and you're going to sprinkle again with salt as they're cooking. And then at the end, you're going to either like baste with a sauce or top with, I have these pepper jack guacamole burgers. But it was interesting when I was developing this recipe, I remember thinking, oh, I wonder if, you know, something that I do when I develop recipes is how can I make this as few ingredients as possible, as easy as possible, as little chopping as possible and still get the same result? And I kind of work backwards that way. right? And so at one point I remember buying pico de gallo and I was like, okay, Like, that's all the flavor. Like, there's some tomatoes. We'll use that on top, too, or we'll use that to make guacamole to top the burger. But it's got chopped onions, it's got chopped cilantro, and you can buy it at the store. This is such a great, like, shortcut. And not only did it mess with the, like, moisture and cooking time, but also, like, it didn't give a ton of flavor, strangely, because the onions in the the pico de gallo steamed. Same Mm. with the herbs. The tomatoes didn't really add much. So, like, really, like, use your spice cabinet here. And we have a great episode on ground, uh, also fresh spices. Conchon Koya, Chief Spice Mama, talks to us about spices. But this is, like, a great place. Like, grab that garlic powder. Grab that cumin. Don't be shy with the salt. Black pepper, too. And, like,
0: really, like, do it up. Yeah. Or just go ranch powder, which you know might be my (laughs) total so you're saying like maybe don't add the barbecue sauce if you're going to make barbecue chicken burgers don't add it when you're making the patties because it might be like a little too wet but do you use like a lot of complimentary dry spices and then you can finish the burger with your exactly. barbecue sauce exactly also cool. you're just not going to get even if like
1: a little bit of barbecue sauce may not throw things off a ton in terms of cooking and moisture but then and you're moisture.
0: not going to get the same like flavor exactly that and you want. you've used so. up some
1: of your barbecue sauce which actually like costs a little more you know it just doesn't make sense. Yes.
0: You know what other um, ingredient I love as a sauce? Sorry, to not. not no. But yeah. For, like my mind, I'm hungry, one, because we're you're <laughs> talking about your <laughs> chicken cheeseburgers and thinking about like, oh, now I kind of want to make like a barbecue chicken burger. But also thinking about how great honey mustard is and like how complimentary that is to both yes. grilled chicken as a whole, but also um, grilled chicken burgers.
1: Yeah. So in the grilling chapter, I have five of my favorite easy marinades. One is ranch and one is honey mustard. Yes. Um, Honey mustard is really great. I think people forget about it. I don't know why. Do they? Maybe they don't.
0: I forget. I don't know. Do you ever feel like with certain ingredients... It's sort of like you, you've you said before, like, in the frozen treat episode, you're like, I went through this period where I was, like, making a lot of ice cream and then I forgot about making ice cream. I feel like that happens a lot to me with, like, pantry staples. Like, at some, some seasons, I'm just, like, really in love with things, like honey mustard or sriracha and then like I'll go through a period where I don't even touch those things and then I end up with like eight bottles of honey mustard inside the refrigerator because I got in this weird habit of like buying it and using it and then I wasn't paying attention totally but so yeah I feel like right now I I am remembering how great mustards in general are but they're especially complementary to lots of grilled foods which is what made me what made me think about it I also want to shout out buttermilk. We've talked, to, I've yeah. talked before about how much I love buttermilk, but you know, people use buttermilk to flavor their fried chicken but i also have found it's really great for grilled chicken too and same thing like you don't have to soak it for very long it has a little bit of acidity it has some moisture if you add some salt and maybe a little bit of cayenne and soak your grilled your piece your chicken pieces in that just before grilling you get a ton of flavor with very little effort i'm so glad that you brought buttermilk up because if you say like oh i
1: think that you know wet brining isn't generally worth it. And there's more to the conversation there than that. It's like, it's kind of inconvenient. Like you have to find a big container. Like there's more to it. But people are like, oh, well, what about buttermilk? Buttermilk is not a brine. People will say buttermilk brine as a phrase. Brine is technically salt and water. That's what it is. And the difference with buttermilk is that those fats in buttermilk, which aren't present in a regular proper brine, make it easier for like a coating to stick and they help tenderize the meat as well. So that's why it's used so commonly for fried chicken and I agree that it's great also for grilled chicken.
0: It's like a little magic fairy. It's like your fairy godmother in the kitchen. I love buttermilk buttermilk
1: I know and it's things. funny because ever since quarantine and I don't know we must have had a conversation about buttermilk. In a baking episode or something, we but did. I started we were
0: actually talking about what was in our grocery cart, and I was yes. like, "I always buy buttermilk," and you were like, "Word, what?" Now and I we... do buy it all the time too, yes. and I find that I'm totally using it up. Good, you, you were good, good. right. <laughs> Is that a good place to end? <laughs> like, you were right, Megan. Yeah, I mean, that's what, like, when I have a little bit of buttermilk hanging around and it's too hot to make biscuits, I'm like, what chicken or even pork tenderloin can I put in this before I grill it? I love it. Anything else we missed about grilling chicken? Um, I just want to remind everyone that all of these tips from Stacy can be found in her fabulous <laughs> book. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And you know that we're going to have a link to it on didn't I just feed you dot com and in the show notes if you haven't already Can we say it. one petty, like, fun thing? Yes.
1: I'm always. Okay. I mean, friend. I don't know if it's petty. It it's makes me, it's, I'm basic is what it okay. is. It's not okay. petty. Even is that, better. like, for a little while, right after the book was originally released, it was on Amazon's list of top bestsellers in the new cookbook release category. I know. And then it was in a bunch of other like categories. Categories. Right. And one, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't remember what it was named, but it was like celebrity and TV personalities or something. And I was like, what is this? (laughs) Why did they rank me here? I don't know, but I'm so here for this. And I like could not stop talking to my sons about it and every time they said something i was like you need to stop because i'm a celebrity amazon told me and you would never talk to a celebrity that way like i was so excited about it anyway
0: the moment has passed (laughs) It's
1: (laughs) worth mentioning
0: both because you are a celebrity in our eyes and because you're a pop culture junkie. So to be good celebrities, this is just like high praise. High praise for Stacey. Yeah. I was like, yes, I am. Thank you. I feel like this perfectly aligns with it being (laughs) almost Leo season when this episode airs because... We can't un- we can't end this step this episode about grilling, which Stacy so brilliantly brought to us, without talking about that her birthday is coming up in July too. So, it is lots of celebration. get ready. <laughs> the best gift you could give Stacy is to buy her book. That's true. Or if you've already bought it, leave a review for it on Amazon.
1: Actually, that's a really good point. I never say that. I always forget to. But just like rating and reviewing, Didn't I Just Feed You, it really, truly makes a difference. The more reviews, the better the book does. It's, you know, for better or worse, there's a direct relationship there. So if you would do that, y'all, I'd be so appreciative thank you it
0: is all algorithms all there.
1: algorithms so if you want to beat the algorithm subscribe subscribe to <laughs> didn't I just feed you wherever you're listening also to our newsletter you guys we send out two a week you never want to miss the bonus recipe that comes out in the first one and every Friday we share our favorite weekly finds you can subscribe to our newsletter from a link that we have posted on Instagram on Facebook and also on didn't I just feed you dot com
0: feed on Instagram and Facebook if you don't already follow us on there you should we're at didn't I just feed you on both we'd also really love to have you in our private listeners group on Facebook you can join with the code word whiskey or by telling us your favorite cocktail our music is good old times
1: by Alex Cohen provided by Jim Endo a huge thank you to our editor Samantha Gatsick. I'm Stacy
0: and I'm Megan stay sane and well fed until next week Isaac do you like to cook a little bit it depends what
1: What's your favorite dish that I make? I don't know. I like all of them.
0: Or most of them.
1: Oh, why did you change it to most? Because some of
0: them, they don't like the food. Sick of being upsold at gyms? Mm -hmm.